Welcome to Two for Brew. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And we are two guys who do the hard work of tasting beer in the Inland Empire, so you don't have to. We want you to know that this podcast discusses adult beverages in detail and is intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly, and if you have a drinking problem, or think you do, or your friends think you do, check out aa.org for more information. Thank you for putting that disclaimer in, Todd. I'm happy to to disclaim. I exclaim the disclaim. So we had a great experience at the Gray Wolf Brewing in Norco, California, located at 1701 Town and Country Drive, Space 101. What a great location and what yeah. a wonderful place. We yeah. had a good time, Todd. Yeah, it was it was a really enjoyable. And I got to say right off the top, 100% chairs with backs on them. For those of us <laughs> with back problems, I walked in and went, whoa, yes, all of the chairs have backs. Uh, you know, there was some the high little. seating, high seating and low seating, but yeah, right. It's yeah. the little things, right? It's the little things. <laughs> Makes you happy. Things. And even better, there was some really good beer here. So, right? um, yeah, the setup is very similar to a lot of places. They're like in a light industrial area. Um, and, uh, with, you know, the kind of divided into maybe two thirds with the back with, with the bar in between. Right. So the back, yeah. um, two thirds was like brewing and storage area. And then the front third was the seating in, and, uh, and, the bar and this um, this is uh, right off of hamner avenue mm-hmm. um and i know we say it's light industrial but yeah. it's right across from like like you know oh, yeah, there's a regular restaurant stuff, bar yeah stuff. there's it, a uh, salvation yeah. army across uh, caddy corner and yeah. uh, it's the same if you know the area it's the same turn off to go to the um to the post office there the norco post nice. office off of hamner is right up that way i think the dmv is up that way as well so i thought it's a, it a great location honestly yeah yeah, and I, and quite honestly too, in the building, he's on the very first corner as you as you come up to the string of different you know uh, businesses that are running there. So it's uh, you know he's got really good um, uh, visibility as you come driving up. Yes, so does. Uh, and he being uh, owner, operator, and brewer Chad Adams, who we had a nice conversation with. Yeah, you know uh, uh, we love we love tra- trying the beers and drinking the beers, but we also just love talking to really smart. Uh, brewers and owners about what they're doing and and chad really is one of those guys and oh we yeah. had a great time we yeah really now, and you can just see the passion and when he talks about the different things that he does and how the care he takes in doing it. it's a lot of fun yeah um so so we, we enjoyed that thoroughly as we walked in you know this is um kind of that small to medium sized place right uh, mm-hmm. i think they had about 12 tables inside maybe seating for 50 or so people yeah uh, 50 nice would be crowded and, yeah 40 40 or so but yeah know, a uh, uh, nice interior. They had music playing. They had a TV. I don't think they had anything on the TV though. Um, I saw board yeah. games and stuff, and and they were all set up to take over part of the parking lot. But last night they did not. It was a little chilly out. Um, but right. they definitely had the, the 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 tents and the chairs that could right. go outside and and all that if they needed to expand out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they had a little little mix up with their food vendor last night. They were supposed to have tamales. Yeah, but, that's actually uh, next week, Friday and Saturday. Week. And I, I say next week as we record, when this drops, uh, you know, do, uh, when you're listening to it, you know, check to see. Don't expect something to be there. Uh, yeah. You can go to their website. They talk not only about their beers, but they also do um, have some information about, like, their uh, their uh, calendar. And so um, you can check that and, and find it. That is at graywolfbrewing.com. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Sad, sadly, when we were there, they did not have uh, the food vendor, so we – 
normally we would have food at this, the place, but we went and did our food thing differently this time because there was no food vendor. But uh, they often do have food vendors there, and just check their website for that. And uh, um, yes, very, very good. Now, the first beer that caught our attention, Todd, was an award-winning red ale. And yeah. you and I are both fans of this style of, of beer, and we were both very excited to uh, to give this one a try. Yeah, no putting it off. We went right to the red. Yeah. Um, that was our first taste up, and the red ale it was an ABV of 5 and an IBU of 22. Um, had that nice, good, kind of slightly hoppy, malty smell on the front end of, of a lot of reds, um, but it wasn't, uh, like, overtaken by sort of a roasting, over-roasting or, or that burnt yep. smell that you sometimes get with darker beers. And this was a fairly dark red. I mean, there are some reds that are, like, you know, a little bit more pale reds. This is on the darker side. But I got to say, it was clear. And when I say clear... The clarity of his clear beers. I mean, there's some hazy beers, obviously, they are going to be hazy. But yeah. the clarity of his clear beers was like like liquid jewels. I mean, they just shimmered. Um, and, uh, you know, he spent, a, excuse me, a, a long time talking to us about, you know, the uh, understanding the water and what kind of water he's using and, you know, whether or not you have to treat the water before you want to use the water. And, and, uh, and you know, and, and basically him also getting pretty lucky in that the water – that he's using is is pretty much what he wants, you know. So, so the attention to detail really shines through, and I use that word shine because the water, like you said, you said shimmers. Yeah. Uh, it, it there was a clarity to this water that in the in the beer that just you you, you described uh, at one point like mm-hmm. looking at, at champagnes, right? Yeah. It just had that kind of well for the lighter clarity. ones, yeah, but it, yeah. but it had that that kind of that. Like I said, the shimmering. I, I thought it was like liquid yep. jewels. I mean, it just, nice. it just, you know, it looked very nice, like jewels. It was had so. So, what we're saying is, it's very pretty beer, and yes. the prettiness comes with a pleasant surprise too. The very red tasty. ale was excellent, excellent. You know, I talked a little bit about the 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 smell. Very clean finish, very drinkable, really balanced. Just a very good red ale. Um, you know, there was not. Uh, uh, there was you know, there was some roasting flavor to it, to, you know, which, which you know is there in order to get the color, but it's not like over roasted. It's just it was just a um, uh, excellent excellent beer. I understand why he ended up just recently in the last couple of months he won an award for yeah. that particular beer, and it was great for me. It was four and a half five stars easy. It was just it was really good. It it was a great way to start. Now. For me, I looked at the color and I thought that it was red with like a tint of a gold or hints of golden brown, and and there was again the clarity of it. There was something kind of unique about the coloring. It really was mm-hmm. slightly different. And then the the smell, that malty smell, was just such a nice first you know breath of beer. I was just kind of you know it it really hit hit well to start with. It had kind of a a little bit of a medium head on it. it. You know, some of the beers we go to these places and they're fairly flat in terms of not having much of a head. This had a little bit, and yeah. um, it drank really smooth. It had a really nice mouth feel. Um, uh, I definitely a winner in my book. Um, I gave it a four. I probably could have gone up to a four and a half as well. Uh, just a really solid first starting beer. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I gave it a four because it was the first one, and I want to give myself room to go up if I needed to for other beers. But it was a, it was definitely a solid start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I, I gave it a, f- uh, a four and a half. Yeah. Uh, but I, it was for me, again, the four and a half was kind of like, well, but I haven't tasted anything else yet. And I don't want, you know, where is it? Uh-huh. But just purely for me, it was a four and a half, five. I just was, you know, right up my alley in terms of one of my favorite styles and just a really well done version of that beer. Um, you know, it's it's 
no surprise, like I said, that he was uh, he he won some awards for that because it was right an excellent rendition of that, and uh, and I appreciated it. I do have so to th- say one thing off the top too, though. Part of what excited me when we said we were going there, I went online and I looked at the tap list mm-hmm. and said, oh, boy, I can't wait to go see what's out there. And one of the things that was there on his list is another of my favorite kinds of beers, and I wanted it so bad, it was a Schwartz beer. Yep. And unfortunately, he sold out of it. And so he's got more, and he said it'd be ready in, between now and Christmas time. So, yeah. um so, you know, as you're listening to this, you'll probably have it back in stock. I'm absolutely going to go back and have some of that, too. Yeah, uh, no, I, I know you're definitely going back. And mm-hmm. um, the quality of the other beers we had, you know, he set a, set a high mark. And so I yeah. suspect that Schwartz beer is going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, so the next the next beer we had was a German Hef. Mm-hmm. And you know, my wife is a big fan of, of Hefs, and so she knew I was going here. She said, got to yeah. try that. Tell me what you think. Yeah. And, uh, five I points- almost expected you to get a can to go to take to her. <laughs> You know what? I, I should have. I never think to. I always. You got. You got to remind me. Tom. I got to remind you. Yeah, I'm the one who occasionally yeah. grabs cans somewhere and says, I'm "Taking some of this home." Um, right. Yeah. So this was a 5.4 ABV, uh, 20 IBU, and this one was hazy. So we talked about the clarity yeah. of the first beer. This one was a hazy sort of golden color. Um, I thought it had kind of a nutty, doughy smell with maybe a hint mm-hmm. of citrus, um, and uh, this was a little. This one had kind of a bitter start to it, but a really nice finish. Uh-huh. And and so, it, you know, it's it's interesting sometimes with hefs um, where the bitterness kind of falls in the the flavor of it in the in the mm-hmm. whether it's in the beginning, the middle, or the end. This right. one started bitter, but then really kind of finished nice. So, yeah. um, I gave this one a three and a half. Um, I think um, the, the there was just a something about the mouthfeel that didn't quite sit right with me. It's uh-huh. definitely a good beer. But uh, that that first initial bitter, I, I probably would have liked it better if it, if I got that a little bit, if I had a little softer entry to that. Right. See, and I I didn't get that at all. I thought there was a bit of a citrus smell, but when I tasted it, it didn't taste salty at all to me. It, yeah. it was kind of that that yeasty taste that you tend to get with the hefs and and, and yeah. uh, now it wasn't as much as like you know drinking a loaf of bread as some that I've had. Um, yeah. But but I thought it was really good and it had a great finish. In fact, I put in it says. Scent, slight citrus was my first note. My last note was not citrus tasty. Um, yeah. And so, you know, but like all halves, it was a hazy, and it was kind of a little bit more um, ambery colored than yellow, and mo- most yeah. halves are a little on the yellowy side. This, you know, So coloring-wise, it was a little dark. It's interesting because on their uh, tap list on the online, it says traditional half flavor with notes of banana. I didn't sense the banana in there, but yeah, maybe that yeah. maybe that was the fruitiness that that I was smelling, and I just misplaced it because I expected to kind of get that orange that is sort of traditional with with hefs. Um, so I gave it a four. I I, I thought it was really good, and and yeah. and uh, you know, I'm not as much of a hef fan as you are in general, but I I was very pleased with that drink as well. So you know, we've been doing this long enough now that I've got like certain. Like when I'm trying a certain style, I'll think of a, a place that I thought did it really well. Yeah. And uh, we had been to uh, Wicks a while back, and they have a beer called that they call a Hephapotamus that that I thought was really you know knocked it out of the park. Right. And I think in my mind, my my beer memories here, this one was just just right. under that one, and so I gave it a three and a half. Yeah. See, um, and I did. I I thought this was better than the Hephapotamus, but but you know we disagreed on the Hephapotamus <laughs> when we drank it as well, right? Right. Um, okay. 
which we'll actually come back to a little bit later because they That's do have a fruit infused version of this hef too, which is uh, funny. Which they did with the hepapotamus as well. So you know, yes. it was an interesting combination. You know, I, I get what you're coming from there because, like, even with when I go to restaurants, I tend to find a meal that I really like there, and then yeah. you know, if we say, "Hey, do you want to go to you know insert name of restaurant here?" And we go there. I pretty much always go back to that meal because that's what I remember. I really like there, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not as exploratory as maybe I could be at some restaurants, especially if they're ones that we go back to semi regularly because I know what I like, and it's like you know that's why I'm here. I came here to have yeah. that meal that I know that I like, and right. I can see that happening as we do more and more of this. Um, with some of the beers too, you know, I mean, obviously when we're going to new places, we're going to try things like we always do and kind of go through our process. But, um, you know, if we go back to places that, that we've been, I know what I like there. I know what they do, you know, in my mind, what they do well. I mean, they may do more than one thing well, but, um, but you know, I know which of their things hit the right spot for me, you know, pushes the right buttons. I have in my mind a list of beers from places that we've been, mm-hmm. and I find myself doing this sort of comparison when I go to places and saying, okay, this is the benchmark for that style because I've, right. you know, and it's a specific beer, and it's different places that, that have that one sort of standout for me. And mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. So recently having had that hippopotamus and liking yeah. it the way I did, this right. one, like I said, was just Set a benchmark it. for you, yeah. Yeah, I fully understand that, um, you know. I mean, we've talked about you know our our, our love for the um, for the Reds and uh, you know and and ones that we really like. And this one to me was like the Red that we had. You know, <laughs> beer number one yes. of of the ones we've talked about so far for me was like right at the top of that list. Um, and for me, you know, I thought this was probably one of the better hefts that I've had as well. I've had several, and there are some good. And I'm still not even with the good ones. I'm not generally yeah. going to pick a hef as like you know, the beer that I want to spend a lot of time drinking, but this was a very good one in my mind. So, uh, well, the, the next, the next beer hit really good for me. Yeah. Um, honestly, uh, the next, next beer up, I think was probably one of the best in its category that I've had as well. And yeah. I'm with you, I was, it was a debate for me as to whether I, that was going to be my pint at the end. And that is yeah. the Mexican lager. Well, it's called the Norco lager, right? Right. Yeah, give them, give them props on it. This is Norco. This is right. uh, Grey Wolf well, Brewing in Norco. It's yeah. the Norco Lager. This is, Me- Mexican you know, Lager is the style. Yes. Um, it's 5.5 ABV, 27 IBU. Right. And this one was that really clean, clear, mm-hmm. golden color. You talk about sparkling, shimmering, whatever oh, you yeah. want to use to describe it. This one was yeah. beautiful. It just looked like. Yeah, that like one looked like kind a of kind of a yellowy champagne like we talked about. You know, yeah. it was just, it this, just this is, glistened. This is the one that you put on your uh, uh, your advertising because it just looks like a perfect – picture-perfect beer. Um, yeah. It had a slightly sweet smell to it, and I thought I smelled honey in the mm-hmm. the smell. And so I asked later about the honey, and you, you actually got the answer right, or you figured it out. Right. I well, I had asked him if, if, if he had a, any adjunct grains in there, and he said, yeah, there was some corn. And I went, okay, that, that makes sense. That's that's yes. you know kind of typical of some Mexican lagers, and it gives you that sweetness, you know. Yeah. And well, uh, this was very very drinkable. Yeah. Um, I the smell was so beautiful at the beginning. Um, I gave this beer four and a half. Um, yeah. I just thought this one start to finish was just a really beautifully composed Mexican lager. Right. Um, and and lagers are interesting. We had an interesting conversation with him about mm-hmm. lagering. And uh, I just think he just showed some real artistry here mm-hmm. um, and really gave us a solid beer. Yeah, Very no, I, I absolutely agree. I thought that that, that – for me, 
the finish is where I really tasted the 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 cornness in it as it uh, you know in the finish of the swallow you know like the yep. initial taste was just very clean and and uh, a little bit of a spicy smell which also seemed a little out of uh, you know out of um, out of the expected profile for for uh, for that type of beer but the, the spiciness then gave way right away to that nice corn finish that just was I just thought it was delicious and I'm with you I gave it four and a half as well I was just yep. um, just impressed as all get out in fact I think about this time I was looking at you I think we had a conversation about like am I getting soft or what because I seem to be giving some really high scores recently you know and it's either that or we've been drink, drinking some really great beers and and we came down on the hey we've just been hitting some really great beers there's just some really talented yeah. brewers out there and and uh, we've had a few that uh, recently um, not only here but it, the previous stops that have just yep. really hit the spot and um yeah so anyway uh no complaints here todd we not had at good all beer. not at all so next up was a little bit of a transition for us it was a yes. um an esb and that's an extra special bitter which is not a style that most places are brewing it's kind of an english style beer and you kind of expect when when something's called a bitter to to get literally bitterness and this was far less bitter than a lot of IPAs that we've had in places um it's only 35 IBU it was 5.6 uh, ABV 35 IBU it's called the Leo and Lobo ESB um and one of the things that kind of gives it a little bit of an interesting uh flavor a little spiciness on the front end is rye malt and so when you're mixing in rye it's just a very distinctively different flavor on the front end um you know in the nose and i just thought this was an interesting interesting beer and it wasn't one that i would say you know hey let's get a picture of that with a pizza but it was um uh, very unexpected for me and and i enjoyed it a lot it was done you know, in a traditional style, but it 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 was much more drinkable than I anticipated. Being that it was, uh, you know, a bitter. It was uh, there was a prominent hoppiness with kind of some roasty notes, um, but just yep. really unexpectedly pleasant um, surprise and kind of spiciness. This one was sort of um, uh, uh, on the darker side of the beers, kind of medium for me. I, I ended up giving it a three and a half. Largely because I think it just surprised me. I, I uh, like I said, I wouldn't drink a whole lot of this, but yeah. um, you know, it 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 was a a pleasant pleasant beer. So I gave it a three and a half as well, and you know, I found it it, it was a, a it confused me in that, like you said, I I was expecting more of that bitterness. Um, it had a really interesting light red color, really fine carbonation really minimal um, smell, right? Like, so you, mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to smell these beers and sort of what, do, what am I smelling here? I didn't get any kind of strong anything yeah. uh, from this one, but I felt the taste had kind of like, it tasted more like a nutty brown beer, uh, didn't have that bitterness. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that it was a really interesting sort of, and I, and I just wrote down it, dancing on my tongue, mm-hmm. uh, that the rye, the, the spices, whatever, uh, it, it really created yeah. kind of a unique mouthfeel. And I liked it. I, yeah. I, I was... I was taken aback a little bit because I really wasn't sure what yeah. to expect from this beer. Well, being um, that it's an ESB, I think that sets an expectation. Um, yeah. You know, and there were other beers that we tasted that were more bitter. I mean, some of the IPAs are clearly more bitter than that one was. Yeah. Um, and it was just surprisingly drinkable for 
the style that it was. And, uh, you know, and again, it's not something that a lot of people brew. So you don't see a lot of bitters out there. Um, and I think I a lot encourage... of people are turned off because of the name. And I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking where, where you were just getting ready to go. Right. Which is if you see that, get a taster of it. You don't, don't just yeah. discount it immediately because you yes. might be surprised. I, I would encourage people to give this one a try. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. one of the great things about us doing the show is that we both pushed ourselves out of our comfort zone and we're trying a lot of beers that maybe in the past we would have, you know, given a pass to. Yeah. And and we were often surprised. And this one was a very sort of pleasant surprise. You know, three and yeah. a half is a really good score. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, this was this was an interesting and, and mm-hmm. enjoyable beer. Yeah. No, I think, you know, because we, you and I had had started just kind of hanging out and doing some Friday, you know, checking out different breweries before we started actually, you know, going through this process of of uh, getting ready to do a podcast, you know, and when we're doing that, yeah. it's like, oh, gosh, we got to take notes now. We got before we would just go in, pick the one we liked and have a beer and sit and chat with each other. And I think there were a lot of beers that we probably just skipped over because it was something we think we didn't like. And now that we're, yeah. you know, actually going through and saying, no, let's get a, you know, a, a couple of flights and, and let's go through and taste these things. I think we're finding that, hey, guess what? We like stuff more than we thought or like we like more stuff than we thought, I guess, is the better way to yeah. phrase that. Well, um, and, and, it, and which it, is Grey Wolf, they they do uh, flights of six and mm-hmm. um, we almost got the full menu. Um, we got two flights. So we had we, we tried 12 different beers mm-hmm. Um and, and then he gave us a little taster of, of one of the ones we didn't choose just right. because we had a conversation about that particular style, which was a, yeah. a sour. Yeah, um, one of the – there was a uh, seltzer on there that we skipped, and then they didn't have the Schwartz beer that I wanted. And then we had we had skipped a sour, and he let us – he gave us just a little taster of that at the end. I think yeah. we actually – when we were talking about the bitter – and what we what it was, that's when he handed yeah. us the sour and said, "Well, you know, if you were surprised by that one, try this one." And yeah, the sour was. I mean, we I didn't even put notes on the sour because we tasted it after the fact. No. But we can talk about it a little bit. It was the. Um, it's called the Bloodberry Berliner Sour, and it's a fruited Berliner Weissbier, and uh, three and a half ABV, six IBU, hundred and five calories. Um, it almost tasted like a sour juice. Um, very fine, if, if very and and not a whole lot of carbonation. Um, yeah. it, it it reminds me of like when I was a kid. Sometimes the orange juice that our folks would buy because they'd buy the cheap orange juice from the base exchange <laughs> instead yes. of you know instead of like the nowadays yes. you know I get the you know f- uh, fresh never frozen orange juice that tastes like you just plucked it off of a tree. Um, but some of those orange juices were pretty nasty when we were growing up uh right. you know food packaging has become so much better um uh and it reminded me of that and i say that in a na- the, as a juice it was nasty as a sour beer it was interesting it was again something i'm not going to get a picture of it, but it was an interesting yeah. flavor I, yeah i i started sounding like i hated it and i didn't so i want to correct that <laughs> so it, it had an extremely yeah. high pucker factor if you would look uh-huh. at my face as i sipped that thing Mm-hmm. I look like I had just sucked on the lemoniest lemon ever. Yeah, uh, you know. Well, it's um, funny because you made a face when I was drinking it because I think <laughs> I made a face when I tasted it too because it is sour. It is very yeah. sour, and you know he sells uh, five ounce and six ounce uh, pours of things. Get a five ounce of that one. You know yeah. that that's the kind um, of beer you uh, probably only want a five ounce of anyway. So we also joked with him because you know our mm-hmm. our kids are in their uh, early to mid twenties. And mm-hmm. their generation grew up with all those Sour Patch candies and all this. Yeah. Know. And I thought that generation is going to love this. 
not my yeah. thing, but man, yeah, <laughs> if you like yeah. sour, this is this is gonna curl your toes and make you go yeah. ooh sour. It was an excellent example of what it was. What it yeah. was is not something I want a lot of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so, and that's the best uh, way for me to phrase it. But yeah. So, so the next the next beer we tried, Todd, was he said one of his best sellers, and it's a uh, the Hop Wolf West Coast IPA, uh, right. seven point five ABV, sixty eight on the IBU, and this was a really excellent example of an IPA. Right. You know, you and I have talked about uh, uh, how we not we we started off this whole adventure really not being IPA fans. And how we've really come around to the idea that we're just not fans of bad IPAs. Yeah. This was a, a really good IPA. It had a really hoppy, uh, fresh scent. I, I actually yeah. likened the smell of it to like smelling a Christmas tree. Yeah. You know? Um, and I thought this was very, very flavorful. Um, I thought the hoppy flavor really builds in this in this drink, and it just has a really nice finish. Right. Um, I, I, I understood after tasting this one why it was one of his best sellers. Um, a really, really solid – um, IPA, um, I would give it a three and a half or a four um, easily. Uh-huh. It's just a, a really solid IPA. Yeah. In the world of IPAs, this is a a great example of an IPA. You know, it was an American yep. style IPA with um, uh, it was a double dry hopped with uh, Centennial and Columbus hops, and so you know it's it's the the type of hops and the fact that he's dry hopping is going to give it a, a slightly different you know taste and finish than. Um, than you know, perhaps other IPAs that are, are you know done slightly differently, um, but you know, as far as IPAs go, it's not one that has you know a huge ABV. I mean, seven point five is a little bit higher than average, but it's not you know knocking on yeah. double digits. Um, and the sixty eight IBU again, it's, it's there, but it's not like over the top on that. Um, I, I I think that you know w- one of the things that we kind of came to the conclusion was is that everything that he does is very defi- definitively and clearly within the style of that beer, but nothing yep. is overpowering anything else. It's all very balanced in in the way he he's he's created his brews, and I appreciate that yes. because again, this one was just another good example of an IPA. I gave it three and a half. Uh, it was a clear, yeah. clear sort of amber color, um, and uh, you know, I, I just thought it was just, yeah. Again, um, you know, given some of the other things that he had, it wasn't. I won't say it was my favorite of the brews there, but it was just a really yeah. well done version of that beer. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it, it, in that in that genre, this was I thought a really solid one, and I actually felt um, that we we kind of lost out in that the next beer. I wish we kind of had reversed them in the mm-hmm. order. Um, the next one was a Sandy Blonde 1.0, and it's a 5% ABV and 20 IBU, and I think it kind of gets lost flavor-wise uh, coming after the Hop Wolf. I wish if I yeah. tried the Sandy first, I think I would have had a, a different take on it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, but, and a, you know, a Blonde Ales don't have a whole lot of character in and of themselves, just be, that's the style, you know? It's not... Yeah. It's it's a very sort of run of the mill style uh, flavor-wise compared to, you know, some, you know, IPA's got a very uh, much more uh you know hop forward flavor to it and that you're right i think it, it yeah you know direction wise it, in terms of what we're drinking we tried we did we shuffled one beer two beers i guess we we swapped yes. position on two later in the in the tasting but uh this is one that we probably could have moved up easily yeah i mean especially when you look at the difference in the ibu on these two going from a, right. we went from a 68 down to a 20 it would i think right. it would have been better to have gone from the 20 up to the 68 or whatever probably, just yeah yeah um yeah. anyway I thought this one had a light, hoppy smell. Um, 
clear, deep, cold, golden color, kind of minimal carbonation, no head at all on this one. Yeah. Um, a really tart first taste with a much mm -hmm. more gentle finish. Um, and again, yeah. I think my, my taste buds were probably still correcting from having just had that really strong mm -hmm. flavor of the of the Hop Wolf, which, like I said, was a really good IPA. Yeah. And I think this one kind of got lost. So if we go back, uh, I would like to try this one prior to that one and, and right. maybe get a different read on it because yeah. I gave this one a three. I thought the Sandy Blonde was a good, solid beer for its its genre. Right. But um, I, I feel like maybe I made it scored it lower because of, of what right. it came behind. I gave it a three and a half. I felt that it was kind of malt prominent with a pleasant finish. Um, uh, you know, it was it was a good example of a Blondale. I gave it three and a half. Um, this was like the clearest, lightest colored of the of the clear beers and looked yeah. the, the most champagne-like to me. Um, um, you know, and it, again, I thought it was, that's probably a really, you know, drinkable beer. That's one that, unlike the, the sour, this is one that you could get a picture of and have with a pizza if you wanted. But oh, yeah. because it's such a subtle taste, um, you probably, with something as, as strong as pepperonis and tomato sauce, you'd probably want something else. You know, you might, you, I, I would think that, that you might want a beer with a little more character in that sense, you know? Um, yeah. But again, that's just the style. Um, yeah, I gave it three and a half. I, you know, there's hard to to knock it. It was it's solid drinking beer. Right. So Todd, you have to talk about this next one because we're going to have a debate. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Now this is funny too because you pointed it out while we were there. So next up is the strawberry hef. So it's it's the uh, wheat beer. It's the hefeweizen that we had talked about a few minutes ago. But he's infused a fruit into it, strawberry in this case, and. Um, you know, I thought it was a very pleasant strawberry infusion. I felt that it was definitely handled, that the strawberry flavor, um, to me, almost tasted, though, like a... And I meant to ask him about this, and I didn't. If there was a strawberry flavoring uh, or maybe a puree that was enhanced or something, rather than just, like, chopping up raw strawberries, because yeah. it tasted uh, like a, a, almost a sweetness coming from, like, a... Um, a strawberry flavoring to me or you know it just it didn't quite taste like yeah. natural strawberries but i mean it was it was hazy and a, a little bit you could say a little bit of a pinkness to it compared to the other half um yeah you know so um yeah so go ahead and tell them what you thought about it and then we'll so so here's where i think it gets interesting for me uh -huh. um i i like the the fruity smell on this one i thought mm -hmm. that you could smell that first uh, i'm not sure i identified it as strawberry um, right. I think it just kind of have a, a fruitiness. Um, like you said, a cl uh, sort of a cloudy golden color, maybe a little hint of red. Um, mm. I thought that the, the soft fruit flavor kind of rounded out the bitterness of that basic hef. And I remember when we talked about the hef, I said it started kind of bitter. Right. And, and, and it, that didn't hit right with me. This one started softer and finished softer, and I think it's because of that that fruitiness. And, right. um, and I liked it. And, I, and, and I, that's where I disagreed I with myself, you because – I didn't think the first one started bitter, and I liked the, the hef without the fruit more than the one with the fruit. So, and, so I gave this one a four, and mm -hmm. and what's what's really interesting to me is that when we did the similar sort of comparison uh, a few mm -hmm. weeks ago when we were at uh, um, Wix, right? We reversed there. At that one, I liked the regular hef better, and you liked the fruit one better. Right. Here, I like the fruit one better, and you... Exactly, <laughs> and it's funny that we did yeah. that, yeah, because I, right. I think I, I think I scored the half at four and a half, and I scored the strawberry half at four. Um, yeah. So, you know, both of them are scored pretty high. I think, you know, that that's better than our average beer. I mean, you know, a three and above yeah. is considered a good beer in our book, and so yeah. these were, you know, 
better than the average beer. But I felt like uh, like the strawberryness distracted from what I thought was a pretty darn good heft to start with. And so, interesting, you know, it for me, yeah, which is like you said, ironic that literally two weeks ago. We were in the same sort of situation with two beers that were also really well regarded by both of us and came to the yep. exact opposite conclusions. So. I, think, I think you're using <laughs> my arguments against me from several weeks ago, Todd. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I just crazy. write down – I take the notes and then throw it back in your face, brother. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, both of them are good. You can't go wrong with either of those if you stop in, uh, you know, uh, again – it might be worth you know getting a flight and uh, and getting one of each and and tasting them if Test, this is, testing, if, testing if Hef, it yourself. Yeah, if right. Hef is is Test up your alley, then uh, you know print out your uh, two for brew crew uh, beer checklist and take it with you and make some notes and then see what you think and how you compare to what we uh, what we've said and uh, yeah. and find out that uh, I was right and he's wrong. So, <laughs> or, or, or maybe I was right and Todd was wrong. You know, oh, I, I, that I, sounds I, no. more logical. That, that doesn't happen. So, um, so next up so, was a fest beer, and I like fest beers. I really do. Uh, and so, it's he he named it something tricky and hard to figure out. It's called Das Fest Beer, and it's a five point four ABV twenty IBU, which is you know a a mildness there. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, it, I, now I got to preface something here about this time in the night. And this happens to me at various times randomly. And there's nothing I can do about it. I start having an allergy issue. Uh, you know, yeah. my hay fever thing kicks up, my nose, uh, plugs up. I can't smell anything. And so at this point it's like, okay, now I'm not smelling things right. And it came and went in a matter of 10 minutes. I was fine. Yeah. But, uh, but at this point I couldn't smell much. So I just said not a strange or not a strong smell because it didn't overpower the congestion that I happened to get hit by, you know, suddenly. Um, but I thought the great it had a great taste with a nice spicy herbal sense. Uh, you know, for me, it was a great autumnal beer. I throw in the word autumnal because I get teased for using that word. Apparently, I'm like one of the few people right. on the planet that uses autumnal every autumn. But, you know, when you're in autumn, things are autumnal. Um but anyway, I, I liked it a lot. I gave it four stars. Um, they they uh, in, on their website mentions you know a toasty maltiness showcased with a slight herbal character in a support role, and I think that probably is a pretty darn good description of what I was tasting. I like this beer a whole bunch. Um, I thought this was a super clear amber gold, uh, practically no carbonation. Uh, I thought it had this beautiful initial smell that was kind of sweet with just a hint of floral. And and I'm not a fan of floral, but but this this smell, and I, I called it floral because I really didn't have the exact term for it, but it really was mm-hmm. just beautiful. Um, a delicious yeah, I think what flavor. Was, what you were calling floral was what, what I was calling herbal. Yes. Yeah. Delicious flavor, um, a, a depth of flavor uh, without hitting you over the head. Um, and I couldn't pin, pinpoint exactly what the spices were in this one. But man, was it nice! This one really was a good yeah. beer. I gave it a four and a half um, stars. I just was really impressed with this fest beer. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Good beer. It, yeah. <laughs> What'd you think of this beer? Yes. Yes, I thought of this beer. <laughs> That's the answer. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know the, it was it was that good. When, yeah. When we got to the end, and, and normally you know we'll have ourselves a pint at the end. I found myself really struggling with which yeah. one was I going to choose because there were so many good choices to choose from. Yeah. Um, and, and isn't that a isn't that a great problem to have? 
It is. It is. And and I was with you. I mean, it was like it was a coin toss. I mean, yeah. there there were four different beers and four different styles that I could have just as easily picked when I picked my pint. Um, and I would have been completely happy with any one of those. Um, yep. One of them was the one you selected, but it was, you know, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, it was you know, the, the best problem ever when you're at a, at a brewery to say, gosh, there, there's enough good ones here that I just I can't lose. You know, it's like yeah. pick whatever you feel like right now. Um, so next up was an IPA, Lil Wolf. Little Wolf, this yeah. Is the, this is the, 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 the little brother of um, the, the first IPA we had. Yeah. And this one's a session IPA, 5.5 ABV, 50 IBU. Yeah, so and not quite a, this as high one, on the bitterness scale as the last one. Yeah. Or the alcohol I thought this scale. One, uh-huh. I thought this one had that a, a nice, rich, hoppy smell, kind of a right. medium head. A nice, bitter front end that lingered um, right. throughout the drink. And I thought, again, a solid IPA. Um, this one could really grow on me. Um, I thought this one was probably yeah. Uh, I, I think I liked the flavor of the other one better, but I think this one, if I was going to be just sitting around and drinking, yeah. this is probably the one I would choose because I felt like it's a little bit lighter beer, a little bit. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Well, yeah. that IPA smell that we've referred to in the past as kind of a skunkiness, um, mm-hmm. you know, is it was you you kind of got that on the nose when you started when you smelled it when you first started to swallow. I think the nose and the taste kind of blended a little bit, but it didn't didn't like define the beer. It kind of wasn't no. there through the through the taste of the beer. I thought it finished very clean, um, even maybe a little malty on the back end, and which I liked. Yeah, um, this was a very clear beer again. Um, uh, you know, and this one I ended up giving it three, um, and. You know, part of me is, am I? I would have to question: Am I giving it three because I felt like I was scoring everything a little high up to this point, and IPA is mm. not something that I'm a super fan of, and so I might have knocked it down a half point. You know, I might have given it instead of three and a half, four, but uh, or a three, a yeah. three and a half rather. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. I thought that between the two, um, the other IPA, the uh, Hop Wolf West Coast IPA was a little bit stronger representation um, yes. you know, uh, of an IPA. Of course, it's a slightly different style IPA as well. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, for me, I just I just like the, the, that drinkability on that one. I think I gave that one a three as well. So, you know, I scored them the same. They're very similar. Um, but if yeah. I had to, you know, if I was going in and saying, hey, I'm going to have an IPA today, I probably would have gone with the Hop Wolf before the Little Wolf. Um, I, I, gave, I gave them both a three and a half. And and I think just in terms of initial flavor, I like the Hop Wolf better. But if I'm going to have multiple beers, I think yeah. I would have probably chosen the Little Wolf just because I felt like it's a little bit lighter. And, and yeah, well, and the ABV yeah. is a couple points lower. I mean, it's two and change yes. lower. So yeah, you can have yeah. a little more of that and still manage to stand up. Thank you. Uh huh. Thank you. Thank you. So we speaking of managing to stand up. <laughs> So the next couple of beers, we, we switched them out. We switched out the yeah. order from what they were on the menu, and we actually did the Foreign Extra Stout next. Right. And um, this was an interesting beer for us because we had recently visited the Stout House, mm-hmm. and um, I think that you know we talked about how we sort of compare some beers. And yeah. having just come from a place that really specializes in where we actually had a whole bunch of different stouts, you know, I, I had a pretty high bar for this one. Um, ABV, 48 IBU. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't think that it had a particularly strong smell, but it definitely was full of flavor. Uh, I got a coffee sort of front end uh, with a smooth finish, 
there, it was a little more bitter than I expected. Um, maybe a slight burnt note on the coffee, but but very very slight. Um, yeah. But having come from the co- the, the the stout house, mm-hmm. where they had a uh, a coffee stout that was just so smooth with no none of that burnt or right. bitter. I felt like I had to mark this one down just a little bit, so I was yeah. a little hard on this one. This one got a three, and and I think that's been sort of my my low score for the day. Uh, yeah, you know, and three. Well, is, is and like the thing was the they called you know they called it a four and extra stout, um, but they didn't call it a coffee stout. I think the coffee scents came from the roasting uh, in it. Yeah, but it did have a, just a yeah. hint of that that like. Um, I don't want to say over roasted, but just you know, when you're roasting and you're getting a dark beer like in a stout, um, you, yeah. that roastiness kind of also comes across as a little bit of a burntness. Um, but I didn't think there was much. There was a, a sense of bitterness with that uh, for me, um, and it finished pretty clean. And color wise, this was a black beer. I mean, it was a dark, heavy beer. Yeah, um, darkest of the night. Yeah, and I, I gave it a three as well. Um, you know, it was a solid uh, expression of a stout. That, you know, if you came in and said, hey, I would like some stout tonight, you would not be disappointed by having a glass of that at all. Um, no. You yeah. know, it's uh, it was the only stout on the menu, um, you know, and and you, you'd still be perfectly happy with that glass of beer. Um, you know, it just uh, in terms of excellence within the genre, this one fell solidly, you know, is a, you know, drinkable, solid beer. Um, there wasn't anything that was super exceptional. There was nothing that was taking away from it in any way. This was just a good, good stout, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, Todd, you got to bring us home with these next two beers. Yeah. And there's a real there's a real story behind this next one. So uh-huh. uh, I'll let you tell tell the tell the tale. So um, the Tardis Warhammer is a Belgian triple ale, and uh, it's the first beer that he brewed that actually won an award. Um, and, uh, you know, the, their description says notes of spice and light stone fruit. Um, and, you know, it's a triple ale. So let me tell you, if you've not had a Belgian triple, um, there's a very distinct strong maltiness with an alcohol finish. So that, um, you know, it, it, when you when you swallow it, you know that you've you've had something. This is a 9.8 ABV, 25 IBU. So, you know, almost 10 percent alcohol in this. Um, which is high for a beer. I mean, it's double some of the other beers here. And um, and for the most part, on the front end, you didn't notice it. But as you swallowed, I think I felt it going down my throat. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, an ex- it's an excellent example, again, of that style, not my style. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it was a three. Um, you know, it was a, um, uh, a strong beer. I think you just got to beware. Beware. So the the first word I wrote for my notes on this one was delight with an uh, exclamation point. Um, uh, it starts really sweet and mm-hmm. gentle, um, but it, then it builds into this spicy sort of delightful finish. Um, I thought it was a really intriguing beer, and even though it is a 9.8 ABV, I didn't get the kind of alcohol forwardness that you did down the or on, going down finish. the throat. Yeah, finish. I'm sorry. I I thought that this was um, just a really wonderful beer. I gave it a four. Um, and I and I wrote a little, I would worry about drinking too much of this because of the alcohol context. I didn't really taste like I was getting that much alcohol, um, and I just thought this was really a, a kind of a masterpiece um, for a Belgian triple. I am I've had Belgian triples that the spices didn't work for me. They they were fighting each other. Right. This one was really delightful. I thought his combination of how he did this was just spot on. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
and I'm not, and it's not a style I'm particularly fond of. Right. Um, but this one was just really, really delicious and good. And I was like, okay, wow. Yeah. Change my, change my mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, very solid beer. Like I said, I gave it three. I could be talked into a three and a half maybe, but it just, yeah, it, it, to me, I, I felt like the finish had, had that little bit of an alcohol burn in the back of the throat. Uh, um, yeah. But for me, the next one was the dangerous one because to me, it ta- I didn't <laughs> taste that at all, and it was you know almost the same same ABV. It was the yep. Jerry and Freaky IPA Double New England, um, and so you know it's a double IPA, nine point six ABV, thirty three IBU, and my notes were you know New England double, almost fruity, clean finish, not obviously a strong beer, uh, you know it was tart without being sour. Um, to yes. me and, uh, and I thought that was a pretty drinkable beer and it was, you know, it was one of the few cloudier beers, um, uh, but fairly pale cloudy. Uh, yes. And one that I think that you could drink a couple of those and then you'd stand up and go, Ooh, <laughs> wait right. a minute. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah again, a very, catch you off guard. Yeah. A very interesting beer. Um, you know, uh, when you say IPA, there's certain things you're kind of thinking you're going to get. Um, I thought that this one was uh, the smell had more of that citrus notes to it, mm-hmm. that kind of fruity start. I, I just I thought this one was again just a really good beer, very drinkable. Um, little little nervous, like you would say, about <laughs> you could get started on these and uh-huh. find yourself pretty toasted pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we're just doing the little tasters, and we're not you know we're not. Uh, uh, this is not heavy drinking. We're just yeah. a couple sips. To, to yeah, we have one or two by. sips of these beers. Usually two. We taste one, and then we taste a second one just to make sure that we're, yeah. you know. But very often, our, our tasters, we, we share these five-ounce tasters, and between the two of us, we don't finish them, you know. Yeah. In fact, we've talked about it on occasion, and we'll you'll know if one of us likes one of them because we'll reach over and finish it before the other one can get to it. Yeah, <laughs> which, which, is, which is actually interesting because when we finished all 12 of these, these initial beers, right. uh, we kind of looked at each other about what do you want for the, your, your pint. Mm-hmm. And those were two that had kind of been – I don't want to say we didn't drink them all the way down, but they had, we drank more yeah. out of those than yeah. the others. There wasn't the a whole lot left of it. either one. But I suggested but we, that, that you know, well, then you finish the, the, tester, the taster of the one I'm going to get, and I'll finish the taster of the one you're going to get. And we'll just see if we change each other's minds. Right, um, and, and we didn't. Could have gone either way. No, we didn't. But I think we both went. Yeah, that's good beer. <laughs> You're right. right. I, yeah. Th- again, there were so many different ones on here that I think we could have chosen for our finishing beer. Uh-huh. Um, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Really good choices. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't say on that last one on the Jerry and Freaky, um, uh, the double IPA. I I gave that one a three and a half. As did I. We yes. were in agreement on that one, three and a half. Um, yeah, that was a um, uh, an interesting beer, and and like I said, a little bit of a dangerous one because <laughs> it was just, right? yeah, you didn't realize that it was twice as much alcohol as the other ones. So, um, yeah, just be aware of that. That's why we give you the ABVs, and when you go out and 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 give these a try, um, yeah, check, be aware. Now, um, as we finished up our evening, we, we were able to have a wonderful conversation with uh, Chad Adams, who's the owner and the head brewer there. And um, uh, one of his uh, beer tenders, a, a young lady named Jess, was also very helpful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just I, we love the community, right? One of the things that's really been great about this experience from our point of view as we go out to these different breweries is everyone's so friendly and helpful. Like they're willing to sort of take the time mm-hmm. to talk to you and, walk you through what they do and why they do it and 
you know. Um, and a lot, of course, depends on how busy it is. If they're slammed, they got to take care of their customers first. Sure. But but when they've sure. got a moment, they, they come over and talk to us. And I think that uh, hopefully we're going to have added on to this episode maybe a uh, yeah a, just a an interview piece. with him. Yeah, so we're going to try to reach out. He's he said he was willing to do it. So timing wise, yeah. see if we have an opportunity to uh, to add just an interview with uh, Chad talking about what he does because he's passionate about it and does a good job i do want to give him a shout out if you go to their website and go to the our story page they have a picture of him and his in his wife i think it's uh chelly is how you pronounce her name and their two sons and i want to give him a shout out because son number three arrived just two weeks before we were recording and so there's now a third family member there that's not in that particular picture congratulations to both of them on the birth of their right. son um congratulations you know, so uh Lots of changes going on in the family there, uh, but uh, you know, good on them for uh, for you know getting this going because they actually had kind of an interesting story. Unlike a lot of small businesses, they you know worked hard to get their business going and decided what they want to do, and then COVID hit, and so they literally got their license and everything ready to go in February of 2020. And as everybody knows, mid-March of 2020, everything shuts down. Th- the world implodes, oh, but, right? Their first week right. open was February 15th of 2020, um, and uh, and so they're you know happy to launch their new business with high hopes of everything going great. And then guess what? No tap room, and so they worked very quickly to to pivot. They got. Uh, cans ready to go and growlers and then you know announced online hey we're open for can sales uh you know by march 18th so within a week or so they were up and going and uh and sharing uh their their hard work that way so you could uh, buy it and they still do uh canning of anything you want uh as well as growlers so uh, that's also nice and if they don't have it already pre-canned uh, then they'll can it for you while you're waiting. They've got the setup to do that right there. So you can take anything you want home as well, uh, or if you just want to stop and grab something to take home. Uh, they don't have a restaurant, but they do have food trucks that come in on occasion. We mentioned earlier that there was a a misscheduling with the tamale lady who will be there um, you know, on the, what is it, the weekend of the 17th and 18th of December. If you have, if, I, I'm not sure this is going to be live by then, so we'll have to see. But yeah. if, if it is... Um, <laughs> You can check them out, but uh, uh, they do uh, uh, schedule, uh, you know, food vendors in as well. And as anybody who's taken part in that whole front, you can uh, you could uh, have some really fine dining by just tra- you know traveling around to different uh, food trucks or you know setting up somewhere where food trucks come on a regular basis because uh, they are, you know, I, honestly I think they're at the forefront of some of the best food that you can get. Um, they're they're doing some of the most experimental, uh-huh. interesting things in food on these food yeah. trucks, and yeah, we're we we've we've had some great food experiences along with some of our beer experiences. It's uh, and, yep. and the good vendors are 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 talking and making sure that they're getting the you know getting the good food vendors there too. So you, the mm-hmm. beer the beer the beer guys are talking to the food guys, and they're all working together to give us a good experience, which is really cool. Yep, yeah, it is, and so you know because it's it's the overall thing uh, there. Um, that said, there's a restaurant across the way that can do pizza and stuff too, so you can always do that in the in the interim. Yep. Um, 
Shout out to Felipe's in Norco, too, because after we left, we picked up a pizza and took it home. So, um, and it was delicious. It was. It was. Felipe's is on 6th Street in Norco, if, if you're not familiar. Uh, so you can pick one up and bring it there with you to, to drink and uh, to eat with your beer, or you could, uh, which might have been the smart way for us to do it, but no, we didn't think about it till after we were ready to go. It was like, oh, right. well, let me call this in and we'll pick it up, which we did. So anyway... Right. Um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, I think that, uh, you know, overall, I've got to say it was a really, really good experience. Um, just some some fabulous beers that are being brewed there by Chad. And, uh, um, you know, uh, if you're in the Norco area, uh, you, you should stop on in and, and, and uh, have a beer, get, get some cans to go, because I think you'll enjoy it. I agree. Now, Todd, uh, we always want to leave our listeners... Uh, with uh, some information about some of the other podcasts that are offered through the uh, Wakanda Broadcasting Shack the Out Shack Back. Out Back Network. We are no longer going by the Wakanda name. We we've oh, switched it okay. over. We are now Shack Out Back. Shack Out Back. And yeah, so um, we have Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech is literally two minutes long each episode, and it's just how to use your tech smarter. Uh, we've been a little Mac and, and iOS, uh, iPhone heavy recently because they've had some updates, but uh, we also cover Android and Windows tips, and if there's something that spans them, we tell you how to do it on each of the different operating systems so that you can uh, you know, use your technology better. If you've ever wanted to know things like um, uh, you know, how to, uh, well, like in, in iOS, they have uh, Shazam built in. I have it set up so that I tap the back of my phone, it automatically launches Shazam, no matter what I'm doing. So that way, if I hear a song and want to know what it is, I just double tap the back of my phone, tap, tap, and Shazam pops up and starts listening, and then pops up and tells me what the song is. Um, And that's uh, easy and and simple to set up. All you have to do is check out one of the Two Minute Tech episodes. We also have Generation Tech, where we go into more depth. It's, uh, you know, an hour and a half, 90 minutes or so. Uh, on Mondays, and those are conversations about what's new in tech with uh, with myself and our dad, who is a retired electrical engineer and been around tech for many, many years. And so you get the perspective of two different generations talking about technology, and we hope that you check those out. We do want to remind you finally as well that our podcast has discussed adult beverages in detail and it was intended for those of drinking age please drink responsibly and if you have a drinking problem then go to aa.org for more information have a great week we'll see you soon two for brew two for brew two for brew that's how I like my beer here with you, that makes it two for brew. Two for brew, that's how I like my beer. Here with you, that makes it two for brew.